Well, I don't know. We're on like part 12, maybe 11 of uh, embracing our Father's kingdom culture. We had said, Lord, what does it look like for us to look and think different from the world? They tell us how to look, how to act, how to think. But uh, we want to look like Him. We want to walk in His ways. And so He said, first of all, embrace your true identity in Christ. Embrace the power of the Holy Spirit. Embrace the Lordship of Jesus in every area of your life. Embrace the health and healing of His kingdom. Stay immersed in the presence of God. Stay dressed in the whole armor of God. And then the last couple of weeks, live as salt, live as light. That's who we are. Today, live unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We haven't got to be well acquainted with and anchored in truth. And then commit yourself to spiritual family for spiritual support. Annie talked about that uh, briefly a couple of weeks ago. And so we'll get back into that. But let's talk this morning about being unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Paul writes, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the what? It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. Who can tell me what the Greek word, when you eat this passage, what is the Greek word for power there? Dunamis, and you shall receive power when who comes upon you? Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Scripture interprets Scripture. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. There's power in the gospel. We are those who hold very near and dear the conviction there's power in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and of course the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus announced and preached uh, throughout the New Testament, throughout the gospels. Second Timothy chapter 3 says, but in the last days men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And it says in verse 5, they would hold to a form of godliness but deny its dunamis power. We're not at Grace Church introducing a form of godliness. Some kind of ritual whereby you believe in uh, Jesus, that He died for you, and when you're dead, you go to heaven. We want you to know Him. Alive and well in the present tense. He can speak to you. He can talk to you. He can lead you, guide you. And He's like the, you know, the radio stations. He's always on. The question is, are your receivers on? Did you push the button? Are you, are you listening? It's a living relationship. We are those who live daily Intimately connected to Christ. Amen. 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 That's who we are here. We live daily connected intimately uh, with Christ. We relate to Him through a new covenant economy. Amen. Amen. Getting our identity from Him, which empowers us to put God on display and to uh, disciple others. So he says here, it's the power of God to everyone who what? Believes. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Whose righteousness is actually revealed in the gospel? Yeah, God's righteousness. Not yours. Thank God. Did you know you don't have any righteousness apart from Christ? 
So the gospel, the good news is, it's the righteousness of God that's revealed from faith to faith. Because the just, those who've been made right before God, live by faith. So we are those here at Grace Church that believe the gospel transforms people's lives. It is power. Amen. So let's stretch ourselves a little bit this morning. Let's think outside the box because we told the Lord we want to mature. Remember? Remember how we kept saying, we didn't wake up for us today. We, we woke up to be light and salt. I, I'm not living today for everybody to treat me just right, say the right thing, look at me the right way and all that kind of stuff. That's got nothing to do with who we are in Christ. We're going to live, we're going to live Him. So we said we want to be mature, which is God-centered and others-minded. God-centered and others-minded. Immature would be totally self-centered, just consumed with yourself. Now the Word says in Romans 1 that we're to be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many of you think that means more than we just believe it? We believe that the gospel is good, and and so we hear it, and we say, Amen. Uh, James says that if your faith and belief has no corresponding action, it's not faith at all. <laughs> Who said that? That's good. <laughs> say, what? Yeah, that's what it says. In James, if your faith and belief... That you're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ has no corresponding action. It's not faith at all. Let me marry that to another good one. Galatians 5, 6 says that faith is expressed through love. So I guess that means if you take your bullhorn down to Bricktown and yell at everybody, condemn them all to hell, but you don't have an ounce of love in your heart, that's not faith either. I don't care if you're doing action. That's not what being unashamed of the gospel is, is condemning everybody to hell or looking down our nose at people. How many of you know to be unashamed is where it's reflected the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the the good news of Jesus Christ is reflected every day in our attitudes, our actions, our demeanor. How about our eyes, (laughs) our face? I mean, if the glory of the old covenant was so great, Moses had to veil his face. Second Corinthians 3 says, how much greater the glory of the new covenant? Which being translated means Christians, inform your faces. <laughs> the gospel that we're unashamed of should be reflected in our families, at our meals, our dinners together, our church. Come on, somebody. Our grounds. The 13 acres we're on today ought to speak a message that we're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything we do is a message before the message. You think the message is this right here. We're 45 minutes in. 51 technically, but I started six minutes ago. Can I get a witness when new people and families come into Grace Church that they've gotten about a dozen messages before they come in here and hear the quote message? Everything that we preach, everything we do, everything we say, everything we demonstrate from the grounds of the church to the greeters, to the ushers, to kids ministry, students of grace, all of that is the message long before the message. So we can't just say that, yeah, we're unashamed of the gospel because, boy, when Brother Steve gets up there, he's excited about the gospel and he's unashamed of it. Now, as a church... 
We're unashamed of the gospel. We don't leave trash wrappers in our parking lot. We don't leave empty Coke cans at the, at the entrances. Amen. And I don't mean you put them there. I know you wouldn't, but somebody else might. But when we come in, we pick it up. Amen. Here's what the word unashamed means. To express love actively and openly without guilt or embarrassment. To express love. I'm going to put in here for someone in our case. Actively and openly without guilt or embarrassment. Is Donnie Bartlett in here? What's he doing? He's serving. <laughs> he is. He's serving. That's what he does. Amen, Deborah. He's serving. He's giving of himself. He could be in here uh, connecting with us and the Father, but instead he's out serving. Is Jody Brown in here? Oh, Jody on the floor, slain in the Spirit. Praise God. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the Lord was moving. She's serving her grandbaby and the grandbaby's mama. Jody and Donnie both are on staff here, but I'm telling you, they get it. They really are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ when it comes to this property, this building. I mean, they've got this gift. They can walk through and see a scuff on the wall. And, of course, they know better than to ask me if I saw it. I, I was singing. I never saw anything. <laughs> man if you can't laugh at your own self who can you laugh at that is too funny <laughs> but do you remember how all this started 12 weeks ago is we want to be a counterculture to the world what are the world is doing well we're doing it differently and we're unashamed of the gospel in every form and fashion Everything we do here, every ministry is an environment before anybody gets in this environment. The foyer is an environment. Kids of Grace is an environment. How do you know that if you got, you got guests in from your community who want to come see the Jesus you're unashamed of, that it shouldn't just be that we know that your, the security of your children matters to you. We want you to know the security of your children matters to us. We know that your children being loved by Jesus today as guests in this house uh, is important to you, but we want you to know it's important to us that your children are loved well by Jesus today and by His people. We're His arms and His, His hands and His feet. So everything we do represents this truth. What truth? That we're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember Romans 15. The Lord's camped us here for a while. Look at this. Those who are mature in their faith are easily recognized. They don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. In other words, they're God-centered and others-minded. Donnie Bartlett could be in here. He could be in here saying amen. He could be in here with his praise on. He could be in here praying with all of us. He's serving. Because Sunday morning for Donnie is not just to connect with the Lord and connect with you. It's actually to connect with new people too. It's actually to be out there available for ministry. If a new family comes in, somebody is lost, they don't know which way to go. I mean, how many of you think that if a new family, if you, you've visited churches, right? 
You shouldn't have to guess where your child is going. <laughs> and you sure, there he is. Hey, brother Donnie. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've been bragging on you this morning. And they sure shouldn't come into an environment as a new family. And instead of you are answered prayer, we're so glad to see you. How can we serve you? Which is, you know, I am cognizant of my walk with God. I am cognizant of my friend, Vance and Sarah and Vance Jr. I'm here to connect forth. Thank you, Vance the fourth. Now I'm here to connect with them. And I'm here to connect with the Lord. But I'm also here connecting with new families because the Jesus I'm unashamed of is on display through me. Man, that's, that's good preaching right there. So instead of, hey, you're in my seat. Could you imagine? <laughs> right? Roger, a new family comes in. Hey, you're in my seat. Are you kidding me? No, hey, we treat guests as answered prayer. Listen, shift your mindset. Every week, expect guests from our community. Every week, Know that we're praying new people come in to do what? To be church members? Who cares? We want them to come in and meet the Jesus we're unashamed of. The greatest love we ever found. Amen. But they're going to meet Him through us. That's why we can't just be up in our relationship with the Lord. We can't just be all about meeting each other and seeing our, our friends that we love. We have to also have an eye on guests and new people that we want to get connected to Jesus. Can I get a witness here in Oklahoma? There's a lot of religion. We are pro-relationship with Jesus, not pro-religion. And so we want people to meet Him. They're going to meet Him through us. And then I get it. Sunday is a natural You come in and you want to meet with the Lord. And this is a great church in the sense that the Holy Spirit moves here. He's welcome here. I don't have to preach. Because he can do more in five minutes than I could do in five series. So he moves here. It's a great church, a great atmosphere. So I get that maybe we come to connect with the Lord. But don't stop there. Everybody say balance. We want to be balanced in our Christianity. So, while I am here to connect with the Lord, and I am here to connect with Vance and Vance number four, and David and Patty Phillips, <laughs> Chris and Valerie, I love seeing y'all. Nobody's got to get me, you know, nobody's kicking me out of bed on Sunday. I love coming. But we also have to have this shift where we really have a mindset towards people in our community that are looking for the only one that can give them life. And we're living in, you know, troublesome times. People are looking for Him. They may not even know it, but they're looking for Him. And we're sure not, we're sure not gonna offer Him religion. We're gonna offer Him in the present tense. That's why, that's why it says the gospel is the power of God. So we're gonna allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do. It's who we are. It's who He is. The worst thing a church can do is cater everything so much to guests that they kick God out. That's just not who we are. We want to be balanced in all three. We're here to connect with the Lord. Everybody say amen. We're here to connect with each other. Say amen. But we're here to connect with families and people that need Jesus that we've never met before. Every area needs to speak a message long before the message that we're expecting people 
to walk in our door looking for Him. And like I said, you know, we laugh at that about, hey, you're in my seat. Instead of, hey, how can I serve you? Do you have any questions? So glad to meet you. Would you like to go to lunch? You know, seriously. Now, don't scare them. (laughs) But you can gently engage them. (laughs) We laugh about being in the seat, but it happens. So let's rally around the idea that Jesus being seen here at Grace Church is going to happen through us and among us. And that it's worth our time and our investment. I know you always want to be in here. Amen. You, you want to, you want to hear the preacher preach. You want to worship the Lord. You want to pray. You want to see your buddies. I get it. But there should never be a Sunday. Not one. We don't have people at the door looking for new people and families. Shouldn't be one day that Jody should ever struggle filling first impressions or greeters at the door. Never. Why? Because it's our mindset. We're unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this house. So we're not just here to feed ourselves. We're not just here to see one another. We're here to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and be a witness to every family and guest that, man, praise God, by the Spirit, was led to walk through our doors. Jody and I were talking the other day. What would you say? Work it backwards? What do you mean? If you're not seeing what fruit? Out at the door? Oh. Yeah. Compelling them to come. We'll get to that in a minute. I wish I had put the triangle up there, but I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Jody and I were talking this week about what we're talking about here this morning. I thought she had a great idea. She said, what would happen? Yeah, maybe somebody can't come because they call and they're sick. They were supposed to work the door. What if somebody just grabs the door, sees the need, and says, I'll do it? I don't have to call anybody because the church is so... I was telling Patty yesterday at Prayer Shield, we ought to treat Sunday like Thanksgiving outreach. There's a portion of Sunday morning that we are looking for people who are looking for Him. And I'll say it again, not, I don't care about church membership. I don't care about numbers. I care about Jesus and every human being falling in love with the one who made them for himself. Only he can satisfy them. You can be a church member and go straight to hell. You can serve in outreaches and go straight to hell. You must know him. John 17, 3. Matthew 7, 23. Right? Where he said that, uh, you, did, we, did we not cast out demons in your name? Didn't we heal the sick and do all these things? Depart from me, I never knew you. It's the same word as John 17, 3. It's gnosko. That's what we care about. And if we could get that same attitude that, yes, we're here to meet with God. Yes, the Spirit's going to move. Yes, we love each other well. John 13, 35, by your love for each other, they'll even know you're my followers. Because you love each other well. But we also, man, want to throw out the red carpet for people in our community that might come looking for Him. And maybe they already know Him, but they're alone. They need community. Can I get a witness with the world we're living in? People need connection to some sane people. Because <laughs> if they're getting all their <laughs> information from TV and all that, oh my gosh. We got to get them connected to some sane people. Yes, I'm talking about you. 
<laughs> in case you weren't aware. But Jody's phone, 550-1003. Ought <laughs> to just ring off the hook. We should never lack. We're Annie. I don't have Annie's memorized, but Annie's back here, family, family pastor. We should never lack in kids' ministry people who are unashamed of the gospel. Because we don't just come for the up. We don't just come for the in, which is each other. We come for the out. We come to serve. And let me give you a little kicker. If you're... How many of you... Don't raise your hands. But how many of you know in your spirit you've been feeding on the Lord all week long? I mean, you sit with Him. You're in Scripture. You listen to His voice. You talk to Him every day. Right? Every day. I'm hearing from Him. What I'm getting at is Sunday morning is not the only time you're hearing from the Lord. So then you don't need Sunday morning... As your time to hear from the Lord, you've been hearing from Him all week long. Now, <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. We've got to have balance in this because you can't serve every single Sunday and never be in here with us and know what the vision of the house is or a shift in mindset like we're covering today is. You need to know that so you've got to stay connected. You can't be volunteering every single time. But I'll tell you, Jody should never lack for volunteers. Connect. Connect pastor, Annie, family pastor. Because we feed during the week. We're not desperate for a message on Sunday to hear God's voice. Come on, somebody. What else do we do during the week? We see each other. We love each other. Sunday nights. (laughs) Not everything is Sunday night. I was looking at Roger. (laughs) Me and Matt. So I don't wait for Sunday to see other Christians. And we'll get into this in spiritual family and spiritual support, number 10. But we get to love on each other all week long, so Sunday is not just my fix to see my friends. Because I've been seeing them and texting with them and encouraging them, and they're encouraging me, and iron sharpens iron all week long. So what does that leave? Out. It leaves Sunday morning as an opportunity for us to plug in and connect with what the Lord's doing here, that we're unashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're praying for people from our community to come desire to meet the Jesus that we know and love. Amen? And you know what? If we love them too much, and we hug them too much, and we shake their hand too much, and they don't like it, well, they can go somewhere else. But rarely have I heard somebody say, I'm not going back to that church. They love way too much. <laughs> they just wouldn't quit hugging me. I I don't know what's wrong with those people. <laughs> right, Patty? Patty does all our phone calls for our first-time visitors. And she was telling me yesterday, I mean, for the most part, they say we're very loving. She gets it a lot. The, the church is very loving. And, the, and there's something about the atmosphere. Well, we know who that is. His name is Jesus. But aren't you... That, that makes me proud in a humble way that we're not far here. We're not far because people do sense that we care about them being here. Do you know that guests decide within the first 11 minutes whether they ever return? That's what the national study showed. That's way before this, quote, message. So, again, do you realize how many messages they're getting before the, quote, message? And we're all in that. We're all part of that. And this will change your Sunday morning. You're not a spectator. You're participating with the power of the gospel. 
And it's being read upon your face and upon your heart. But we all work together in it. Amen. Well, I want to just take off running. I, I tell you, I do. I want to do a lap around the sanctuary. I am. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> do what? Yeah, I can do it. Amen. But I'm so glad people, our guests view the feedback we get of guests is that we're loving. That the people are kind. Amen. So we're close. Everybody say we're close. I don't think we've arrived, but I think we're close. Let me take you to Luke chapter 6, and I'll show you up in and out. So what this is, Luke 6, verse 12 through... I'm going to read verse 19 also. If somebody could look up Luke 6, 19 for me. I want to read that. I don't have it on screen. All right. Don't read it yet. Man, you're quick. Love it. So the up we're going to see here in this passage, up, in, and out is what we use in discipling at Grace Church. How many of you know it's important to disciple as a church? <laughs> we pour into others to know and walk with Jesus. Not just sign a card and I'll see you when you're dead. <laughs> disciple people, students of the Lord Jesus Christ. Up is your relationship with the Lord. In is your relationship with each other. Out is your serving, your volunteering, your loving, your giving of yourself that other people might come to know Him. <clears throat> Make sense? Luke six twelve. it came to pass in those days, Jesus went out, out to the mountain to pray. Some say, some translations say up the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. You know what I love about Jesus? I don't remember if it's in this particular gospel but when the crowd came out to make him king they were going to make him king guess what he did he left (laughs) he left he went to go be with his father he went alone to be with god because how many of you know man how many preachers would respond the same way They, they the crowd the masses came out to make him king and he said appreciate it i'm gonna go pray i'll be with the father you all king whoever you want love that about him so jesus went up the mountain to pray and he continued all night in prayer to god and when it was day he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose the apostles okay so he's got an inner circle here that he's choosing i'm going to skip all the names there verse 17 And he came down with them, stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from Judea, Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Verse 19, Elizabeth. Yeah, he healed them all. Isn't that amazing? So he's up. Jesus is balanced in his Christianity. He's up with the Father. He's got time in his relationship set aside to just really be with the Father and hear him. Then he's got in those he's walking with in close proximity and fellowship. Sorry. That are uh, kind of his inner circle. And then he does out. He goes to those in his surroundings, his community, to minister life unto them. So guys, that is the balance. So we use this in discipling here at Grace for Balanced Christianity. Gretchen right now is teaching this up in and out on uh, Walk It Out 
And so you can go there and uh, check those out. I was the guest, was it this week or last week? Okay, last week and this week. And uh, so I have a few things to say. How many of you you think you know what my natural bent is? You'll have some natural bent and up, in and out. You want to be with the Father all the time or you want to be with your close posse all the time or you want to be out and about new people. What do you think? What do you think my natural bent is? Out. I like to meet new people. I'm a tourism major. Remember, I'd be a hotel manager if I wasn't here. <laughs> that even makes sense. Or a major league baseball player. I did try out with the Cleveland Indians. The World Series is on. Did you really? Yeah, I sure did. That is cool. I did, right uh, after my junior year in college. Tried out with the Cleveland Indians. So... Uh, Perennial losers. <laughs> they really struggle. Where's my buddy Scott? He's in Ohio. Anyway, he loves the Indians. Poor guy. They just struggle. But uh, anyway, yeah, out is natural for me and up. The close proximity with a few is more challenging for me. Everybody is my friend in my world. <laughs> Everybody's my friend. So uh, you're going to have natural bents as well. Uh, somebody like Juanita Campbell is up. And man, thank God for intercessors and people that just live to be in His presence. But to be balanced, we have to grow in these other areas too. So uh, let me share this with you. 2,000 years ago, if people wanted to know who Jesus Christ was, where did they look? They looked in His body current day if people want to know what jesus christ is like where should they look in his body his current body that's you and me now the good part how many of you are familiar with galatians 6 8 which says uh, about sowing and reaping if you sow to the flesh you'll reap from the from the flesh corruption but if you sow to the spirit you're going to reap uh, from the spirit eternal life so good stuff Here's the beautiful part as you're growing in your up. Remember these things. Number one, if you sow goodness to others, you feel good. If you're a human being, raise your hand. All right. See, these are laws. (laughs) These are laws that work in your members, whether you like them or not. If you sow goodness to others as a human being, you feel good. If you sow well-being, you desire well for others. Your being is well. If you sow healing, you reap healing. You'll be healed. Proverbs 11.25 says, If you water others, you get watered in the process. If you sow ill will, your will becomes ill. And last but not least, if you sow hard feelings, your heart becomes hard. So these are laws. You can call them physical laws, moral laws, maybe universal laws. But the bottom line is it's good to give. It's good to serve. It's good to sow goodness in other people. Romans 2, 4 says uh, it's the kindness of God that led us to repent. How about this? When you, grow, when you help others grow, Ephesians 4, 16, you grow. 
When you help other, it talks about the body, every part doing its share, it causes what? It causes growth. How many of you think I'd be a bad little preacher if I said, it doesn't matter if you guys ever pray or talk to God. That doesn't matter in your spiritual growth. That'd be bad, right? How about if I said, don't ever crack open the Bible. I'll tell you whatever you need to know. Bad. Those things really contribute to your spiritual growth, your time with the Lord, listening to the Holy Spirit, prayer, all those things, being in Scripture. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So all that's good, part of your growth. If I don't encourage you to serve and take your gifts and give them to the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm stunting your growth in the exact same way. Ephesians 4.16, by which every part does its share, it causes growth in the body for the building up of itself in love. When you begin to discover your bents, where you like to serve, maybe you love children, maybe you'd love to be at the door, putting your Jesus face on for all the new people. And you begin to serve as part of your growth. When you help others grow, you'll grow. All right, good stuff. Let me reiterate again. Sunday is not the only time you're feeding on Jesus. So that means that you don't just have to come here on Sundays to feed on Jesus. You can do other things. You can see your buddies and encourage them. And then you can also look for new families that are looking for Jesus. As you know him. As a church body, we're active and open about the gospel of Jesus Christ being the best love we've ever found. I mentioned earlier how the environments, there are all kinds of environments within the church before this environment. Even the Thanksgiving Day outreach we're going to do together will be an environment. And Patty, can I get a witness? It's not always just Grace Church people. People come in from other places, they hear what we're doing, and they participate. It's really, uh, it's really a blessing. So as I mentioned earlier, what if we started owning Sunday morning as much as we own Thanksgiving outreach that, hey, how can we put the Lord on display? If you've ever been down there in the fellowship hall on Thanksgiving Day during the outreach, the whole atmosphere is serve, give, love. We're putting God on display, praying over every meal because we're not just giving them free turkey and ham. We are... We are utilizing that, right, to share the love of Christ with people who are working on Thanksgiving Day. And we give them the little card that says, we just wanted you to know God loves you. He's thinking about you. No strings attached. We don't want anything. Which is refreshing for churches. <laughs> to not have their hand open or hand out, I should say. Our hand is always open. All right, three essential ingredients. To an unashamed gospel environment. Is it engaging? Now all you leaders and all you volunteers. Just process through your mind. If you serve in Kids of Grace. With Sister Annie. This is what we need to be asking. Is the environment of Kids of Grace. When people come in. Is it engaging? Are we engaging that new family? How about are we loving our own families well? So if you're at the door. Don't just. Bless all the new people. Be nice to the family people. <laughs> Be nice to your brothers and sisters. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say that. All right. Anyway, is the environment engaging? How about the foyer? Jody's got plans to put this brand new. Uh, Jody, what do you call that big uh, display thing up there? 
It's a community wall. And, and what are the two words it says? You can what? Connect together and what? Connect together and... Yeah, grow together, serve together. Our environment in our foyer ought to be engaging. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding. The word abounding there means go beyond the norm. Go beyond the norm in the work of the Lord, knowing your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Pretty soon we're going to have a new sign out here, a digital sign that I can put fancy little messages in. Little quotes of Steve. (laughs) Everything we do ought to be engaging. It ought to be truthful. It ought to abound in the work of the Lord. Romans 12.10 Love one another warmly as Christians and be eager to show respect for one another. One version says outdo each other in honoring each other. Amen. We need a whole list of door greeters whose (laughs) MO is... I want to outdo everybody else in honoring the people that come in this place. Are you tracking with me yet? Are you following me? This is, this is the Lord's desire. So we want to engage new families. Yes, we want to engage a church family that's been here for a long time. We want to have an engaging environment where our kids of grace is concerned. Listen to this quote from Howard Hendricks. Annie, you're going to love this. He said, quote, it's a sin to bore a child with the word of God. <laughs> yeah, engage them. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Man, 90% of them got more faith than we do. As far as just blind trust in the Lord, if He said it, He's going to do it. He said He'd heal, He'll do it. Because they don't have all the experiences you and I have that try to knock up against it. Number two, measure all your environments by this. Is it excellent? Romans 16 19. Your obedience is known to all, therefore I'm glad on your behalf, but I want you to be excellent in what is good and simple concerning evil. Are we engaging with people? Is it excellent? I remember reading about the other day a gentleman, a young couple who had a little five-year-old boy, and they visited a church in, uh, it wasn't here, somewhere on the East Coast, and they went in to drop little Johnny off, and there was one person in the whole room, about 21-year-old male, by himself. The back door was open. And, and they couldn't tell where the back door was even going. How many of you know they thought twice about leaving Johnny in the room? That's what I'm saying. We, we have to have the lens on that we know your child's security matters to you. But we want you to know your child's security matters to us. That your child being safe and secure and learning about Jesus matters to us, not just to you. Amen. So is it excellent? He went into another place in their Sunday school wing. Now, I don't know. Don't ask me how. He didn't elaborate, but there was a llama eating corn in the corner of the Sunday school fellowship area. A llama. And he said it was filthy in that room. Where did we start today? Romans 1.16. We are what? We are not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything that we do needs to reflect that. All right. Number three. I love this one. Is it authentic? Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Don't you pretend to love others. Really love them. 
Hate what is wrong and stand on the side of good. Amen. Is it authentic? We are people of spirit and of truth. That means we are people of practice. We don't just say it. We do it. And reality. Wow. Here's another passage. Philippians 2 verse 3. Passion translation. Be free from pride-filled opinions. For they'll only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart. But in authentic humility put others first. View others as more important than yourselves. Grace Church. So we come to connect with the Lord. Amen. We come to connect with each other. Amen. But we come also to be concerned about the plight of our community. And that we pray for new families and guests to walk through those doors. Abandon every display of self-centeredness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others and not yourselves. Consider the example of Jesus. He's the one set before us. Let His mindset be your motivation. There's your authenticity there. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Stephen, you guys can come. Our appeal to you is not based on error. Our appeal this morning is not based on impure motives. I can say with all conviction in my heart that what we really care about in serving people well is that they know Him. I can tell you that with absolute conviction. Nobody here is trying to be famous. We're not trying to outdo anybody. We're trying to do the work that He set us apart to do. And that's introduce people to Him. Instead, we always speak as God wants us to because He has judged us worthy to be entrusted with the gospel. We do not try to please people, but we please God who tests our motives. Ooh, that's powerful. We've been entrusted with the gospel. Let's begin to live. Let's create a shift within our mindset that we're going to live as those unashamed. And how about this? Let's make a decision today that we do not ever again leave it to chance what people in our community think that we think about Jesus. Let's, I'm going to say it again, never again. Let's make a decision today. We'll never again leave it to chance what people in our community might think we think about Jesus. Let's don't leave that to chance. Let's come with hearts to serve, hearts to put Him on display, to rally together in unity, to pour into others. Why? Because we've been entrusted with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand with me. Wow. Thank you, Father. My goodness. What song you got? Rest on us. Rest on us. Open your hands with me. Let's take a moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Lord, we're not in any way, shape, or form condemned by what's being shared, but simply challenged to be balanced balanced in our walk with you, balanced as a church, that our weekend services are full of the up, full of the in, and full of the out. I'm going to say this too, Father, quicken us as you've been doing for the last two years. Sundays aren't the only days we live up in and out.
we feed on you we connect with each other and then Lord we serve others all through the week and then Sunday is just natural so we thank you Father for this shift within our mindset that we make a decision today not to leave it to chance but we want to really put you on display and I pray Lord that by the power of the Holy Spirit you would give great grace to those that you're tugging on their heart today I want to be a part of what God's doing here because what he is doing here matters and there are more people than just us that need to see it and to know about it and I thank you Father for those who are hesitant in the sense that Lord I don't know if I can do it you're the ones he wants because you will rely on him and not yourself so Father I thank you for those with a little bit of fear and trepidation about Lord can I do it and I just hear the Lord say with me all things are possible with me you can so I just thank you for this time this morning Lord I thank you for this shift may it continue that all of our environments all the messages that people get before this message Lord are engaging they are excellent And they are authentic. Every environment, engaging, excellent, and authentic. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Come on, let's give him praise this morning. You guys want to sing it? You want to sing one time? Let's sing it. You've been listening to Grace Church, advancing God's kingdom, one heart at a time. For more, visit us online at gracechurch.community.